today on CityCast Chicago. South Suburban Harvey usually only makes news in Chicago with headlines about political corruption or crime. But news outlets aren't covering the full story of Harvey. Until now. We talked to a Harvey native who's bringing local news back to the city for the first time in 40 years. It's Monday, February 7th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. The problems in Harvey range from financial mismanagement. Some police officers, firefighters, and other city workers are expected to lose their jobs in Harvey. The question now is, how many? To accusations of extortion and bribery among police and elected leaders. Relatives of the mayor as well as police officers are being charged with a range of federal crimes, and attorneys say more people could still be arrested. To poverty and violence. Harvey has also been synonymous with political and police corruption and struggled last year with the highest number of homicides of any municipality in Cook County outside of Chicago. But another issue is Harvey hasn't had its own newspaper for decades. So most of this news comes from outside the city and it's not really for Harvey residents. That's where the Harvey World Herald comes in. The online publication went live on January 31st with a one-person newsroom. That one person is Amethyst Davis. Amethyst is part of the Tiny News Collective. With the help of big names like Google and Reuters, it helps bankroll news operations in places that have been largely underserved by media. Places like Harvey. My stepfather, his people uh, stay in Harvey. And so as a child, I spent time moving through Harvey. Uh, staying weekends there. I've, I've gotten to see the community. Amethyst, can you tell me about growing up in Harvey? Where did you grow up and what do you remember about being raised there? Me and my family, we moved around a lot throughout Cook County coming up, largely due to issues of housing insecurity. But Harvey, you know, because my grandparents stay on 152nd and Lomas, always was our ground zero. So we always would stay with them, you know, really until we found mm-hmm. somewhere else to go. And what I remember about those times, you know, in the community was like, you know, the parade that would still come downtown Harvey, you know, the candy lady house up the street from my grandparents' crib, um, the next door neighbor, Sam and them playing basketball in the backyard. You know, it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't like, I don't have like memories of it being like horrendous. We moved to Iowa um, for about six years over in Waterloo. And then we came back to Illinois in my high school years because I was, again, staying with my grandparents and Harvey. And I went to Thornton. And it was a culture shock to see how dramatically different the community was, you know, in, in high school as opposed to when it was when I was coming up. What exactly did you realize was different about your upbringing? So, for instance, me and my siblings, all of us did the Little League Baseball in Harvey. So, coming back in high school, I was like, I'm like, do they even run the Little League program no more? The parade, you know, at this point, the parade wasn't coming through the community no more. There were several grocery stores in the community when I was a shorty. By the time I came back to, to, I was in high school, it was like two and like now Harvey doesn't have any grocery stores. The rest of them closed up in recent years. So it's now there's an entire city of 20,000 people, you know, who, does, who don't have a grocery store. So these were some of the, that coupled with also like 
a very visible increase of vacant lots and boarded up houses. Houses that like I look at, I look at them and I literally see, I, I, I see children playing and I hear laughter. Like every house got a story, even the abandoned ones. And like the one next door to my grandparents, for instance, we used to play in the backyard. Now it actually, like the police raided it back in what my freshman year of high school. And now you can actually see through the house because it's, it's literally falling apart. It's falling in on itself. I know that you ended up going to, to school outside of Illinois, heading to NYU. What was that experience like going to college? That was wild. So like you, you go to Thornton. Thornton. Thornton teaches you about the power of knowledge. Like I competed at some speech tournaments at Thornton. Listen. Okay. So you know about speech life. It's, it's intense. Yeah. So, uh-huh. you know, Thornton has one of the most successful and storied speech and drama programs in the state. And, you know, and, yep. and you know, it's wildcat country. And I went off to college with this like vibrant energy of like, man, I'm really out here in the world. Like I'm 18 by myself. Can't tell me nothing. And I struggled through college. I worked like two or three jobs at a time, you know, um, trying to, you know, really get myself through school. And it, and that was in the face of having a scholarship. And that experience sort of fractured much of what Thornton builds into you, that power is knowledge. And that it was like that coupled with these realizations about like, Coastal elitism, you know, people, people in New York flat out do think they better than everybody else, you know, and, and it was more so of that energy and a little bit, a little bit of, you know, being able to look back to Illinois and be like, I didn't have the framing and the understanding to want to stay, you know, but now I do. We'll be right back. I know you didn't study journalism while you were out there, but in 2020, you came back to Harvey from New York City for a visit. What did you see when you got back? So in the middle, like summer 2020, I went and took a week off and I was downtown in a hotel on state and I had never seen, I'm talking, it wasn't no bucket boys out there. You know, um, stage three preaching. But he went out there preaching. Yeah, man, stage three preaching. <laughs> we man, the same went out there. You, know, you hear? So he went. I'm like, this is not. This is not downtown. <laughs> like, and I remember it was just so still. I, I I never seen downtown that still in my whole life. And I went out to. I took the train out to 154th, and I got off in in Harvey. That stillness. Like it was, it was there. That stillness was also in Harvey, but it wasn't new. You know, it was like you get off the train. The first, one of the first things you see is a building that is caving in on itself or has caved in on itself. You can see the enti- through the entire building. And I'm walking through like a 20 minute walk from the train to my grandparents' crib, you know, still vacant a lot, still, still boarded up houses. It still feels like a ghost town. And so life changed forever you know with the has, has changed forever with the pandemic and brought in so much despair but like for harvey that was business as usual that pandemic been there since the the mid-1970s the yeah and so in i remember 
I remember I was trying to like find basic information about like what has been going on. And I had the hardest of time trying to find anything. I'm trying to, you know, unpack the Cook County Department of Public Health data. I'm trying to figure out, you know, okay, the community center is closed, you know, like, okay, so let me see if I can find some information on like the conversation with that, you know, um, trying to figure out the economic and I, the economic impact and I'm having the hardest of time trying to get this information and it really clicks. It's hard to, this is a community where like people have always complained about, you know, we can't even figure out, you know, we want to know why the garbage isn't getting taken out. We want to know why the grass isn't getting cut. Like the basic of information in Harvey for the longest of time has always been hard for people to get. And it really clicked like in that moment, which was on the heels of also me like deciding to transition into journalism. It really clicked that like Harvey doesn't have any sort of news. It don't got no information like ecosystem or this infrastructure. So why not build it? Yeah. You talk about that reputation For a long time, the former mayor, Eric Kellogg, was basically known for just getting in scandals. So a lot of people associate Harvey with corruption. Without this traditional experience in journalism, how do you decide how you want to bring news coverage and shape the news around the city and break it away from maybe some of those caricatures? Harvey has a such a rich history, such a rich history, especially in terms of like the arts Harvey is actually a very vibrant arts and entertainment culture that's largely around not only music, but theater. Um, you know, Thornton has a very uh, successful and storied speech and drama program across the state and it's produced a lot of Broadway performers. You know, there's, uh, you know, you have young people in the community trying to affect positive change. And, and one of the things we actually see taking place in Harvey is a cultural shift where a lot of young people, I'm actually one of many young people starting to come back and do things in the community. And we're going to, like the Harvey World Herald, I imagine as the first step in building a new institution in Harvey that actually works for the public good, building an ecosystem. You ask, well, like, how do we, how do we make Harvey a much more thriving community? In my head, journalism you know, um, gives us an opportunity to every day write history, but also rewrite history. You know, what kind of coverage do you want to, to bring with this website? I've looked at some of the stories you've done this so far from, you know, reaching out to people to see, you know, what's their experience like in schools, talking about public safety in Harvey. You've, you know, where can you get COVID tests, the metro station investment? What's the plan? How do you prioritize coverage moving forward? So I actually, back in the summer of 21, started sending around a a Google survey for like audience research to get a sense of what issues matter to people in the community most. And I'm still sending it around. Um, And what I found was that the top three like coverage priorities people wanted was business, public safety, politics. So... Harvey just came off of its deadliest year on record for uh, homicides. So there were 31 um, deadliest year on record in 2021. We are also dead smack in the middle of an election season. My priorities are largely at this point around, you know, public safety in a community where you got people who like, well, I want more streetlights. I want more cops. You know, I want I want more stuff to get to the root causes, you know, where people are like, I, I, I need to know. 
what's going down with the city council meetings. I need to know what's going down with the city's finances. Like, look, I'm swinging a real big bat over here. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> is there any plan or, or any, is there any plan to hire more reporters, get extra staff to help you out? My goal is to be able to bring on freelancers before the summer. As far as another way I've been thinking about, we could, you know, ramp up staffing and capacity. The future of, of news is collaborative. And the greatest thing about being part of the Chicago news market is that Chicago is the vanguard. You know, you look at Black Club, WBEZ, and Southside Weekly, and all, you know, Justice Watch. These are newsrooms that collaborate. They collaborate frequently. These these mugs is nice. I've been doing. Listen, I've just been here for a listen. year, and all those all those sources you just named, all of those individuals have happily come on. You back in Harvey, putting on for Harvey. What does this all feel like? To finally say that Harvey has a fully functioning digital news media infrastructure and has local news again for the first time in 40 years when the paper went belly up. You know, at, at 24 years old, I decided to quit my job and build a newsroom from the ground up, having never stepped foot in one. And we doing a dang thing. You know, I got rejected from every, I applied every internship I applied to in 2020 for journalism, I got rejected from. And six months later, Google saying they finna slap me 15 racks to build a newsroom from the ground up. <laughs> My nigga, and to, to get up January 31st and say that Harvey now has local news again and a whole digital infrastructure, mm-hmm. we hear, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Founder, reporter, photographer, marketer, web designer, the host of Harvey World, Harold, Harvey Native, uh, Amethyst Davis, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on CityCast Chicago, and I want you to know we with you. We got your back, my G. Thank you for having Thank you, Thank you for what y'all do for Chicago. For real. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson's federal trial for tax fraud begins today. It's the first time in 20 years a sitting city council member has gone to trial, and he's the only Daly to ever face federal charges. Governor J.B. Pritzker says he will appeal a downstate judge's decision to temporarily pause mask mandates in Illinois schools. CPS says his students and staff will continue to be required to wear masks. We've got more on both of those stories in our newsletter. Check them out at chicago.citycast.fm newsletter. And some good news to get you through. The city announced that a ton of festivals and summer shows will be back this year and many at pre-pandemic levels. I'm talking about the taste, the blues and jazz fest, even the loud ass air and water show are all expected to return with full capacity. And of course, we're still collecting your Chicago love stories, stories about falling in love with someone, something or with Chicago itself. Call or text us at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and your love story. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Well, well, well. How the turntables.